Are you working on your author career, but struggling to get that first book published? Does the goal of being an author seem too lofty? Or thoughts of having multiple books and making a full-time living are as fantastical as living in Cinderella's castle? Welcome to Discovered Wordsmiths, a podcast where aspiring authors can be heard. Join Steven Schneider as he finds and talks to authors you may not know, but authors that have gotten their foot on the author career path. Hear what they've done to get there and where they want to go now. Settle back. It's time for a bit of inspiration and advice. Come listen to today's Discovered Wordsmith. Okay, so let's move on and talk author stuff. And I think this is a great discussion on theme because we're recording this in October. And October is a big theme month with all the Halloween and horror stuff. But before we get on to that, let me ask you a couple of questions. Um, you're working on your second book. You wrote this first one. What are some things you've learned writing that first one that you're doing different with the second one? Definitely don't worry about the first draft. That's a really hard one to get okay with, but don't worry about the first draft. Just write it all out. When that muse comes calling, listen, sit down, just write. Don't worry about anything else. The What readers liked, it was good to see what readers liked from my first book and then knowing, okay, I can do this more in my second book and add it in there. Jeez, I don't have a good answer for this one. No, I'm sorry. No, fine and you've only written one book so there's probably still a lot of things you're learning yeah i just don't i'm still feeling lost in the weeds a little bit <laughs> and that's perfect too because the focus of the podcast is new authors not mm -hmm. someone who has new york times bestsellers i'm not going to talk to patterson yeah talking to new authors and a lot of times new authors feel like oh man everybody else has it all together and know what they're doing that's not true. Just about every author I talk with is, is the same way. It's like, man, like you said, the second book's hard. Oh my gosh. It's not the easiest thing in the world. Just because No. Yeah. And you think it's, you think you'll get that first one published and you, it'll just be easy and you'll be confident and you're like, oh, I'm really a writer now. And no, that's, it that doesn't make everything go away. It's still work and it's still difficult. <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. So what the, when you're writing, what software and services do you use? Do you have anything special that you really like? I just use Google Docs. Okay. Sometimes I might pop it into Grammarly and just make sure I'm doing okay there. There's a fun little website, Hemingway Edits. Oh gosh, I don't remember that, but yeah. it's based on Hemingway's writing. You just pop something in there. It'll tell you too many adverbs or shorten your sentences. It's just fun to see use. And I use Pro Writing Aid to help, like you said, learning more. It tells me what I did wrong and why, and it helps me improve. I use it as a learning tool, not just editing. Yeah. Grammarly is similar in that. Yeah. So what are you doing? You said this came out two years ago, and I think that's a great thing, too, because a lot of people think, oh, I got to get my book out, and it's got to rise, and top and I've got 30 days and oh I'm not a bestseller and I'm done and but you you here you are two years later you're still working on it so what are some of the things you're doing to market it and what results are you seeing I'm using Facebook um getting the word out there and that's going well I really like the um environment of Facebook it's very friendly and supportive I'm on Twitter I'll post things on there occasionally just talking with other writers, helping them promote their stuff. 
and share things going on with them. And then of course, people see you sharing that and then they're curious about you and they look on your page. I'm a little bit of a recluse. I'd love to be like a Salinger type <laughs> and just be a hermit writing, but you can't do that anymore in this day and age. You have to put yourself out there and be known and talk to people, <laughs> get your book out there. Right. Yep. So are you see, seeing results, anything better than something else? I No, I don't think so. Goodreads has been good. I've gotten a lot of more reviews on Goodreads than I have on Amazon. So that's been a great website to share on there. Nice. Okay. That's something to pass on. And is this your first podcast or have you done others? Yes, this is, this is my first podcast. <laughs> yeah, my, How's it going? It's going great. I'm having a good time talking to you. This is great. Okay, perfect. So let's talk about our main topic of theme. And yes. so I think this is great because horror writers really have to get that down. You really got to have that theme and the overall what you're trying to say in the book along with the, the atmosphere, theme and atmosphere. So why did you choose this topic and why is it important to you? It's one of the most fun things about writing for me is injecting theme into parts of the story. And I feel like it can really keep you on track as an author when you're getting lost and you feel like, oh, I'm just, he did this and he did that. And the writing's getting boring. It's not creative. You think, where can I put the theme into this and infuse it with some atmosphere so it's not just plain and boring prisoners of Stuartville, the theme in that is prisons. So there was tons of opportunities to make that feeling of imprisonment come through in the book when he's in his bedroom, it's very cramped in his bedroom, like a cell. And I just think that's a great way to make the reader feel what you want your atmosphere to be and what the story is about is just dropping in the theme every once in a while. Maybe your theme is about abandonment. So you're in a diner and a teddy bear has been left on a booth. When you're not outright saying it, but you're just creating these images and visuals for the reader that stick to your theme and atmosphere. Okay. And when you're writing horror, how are you creating and adding to that atmosphere? What do you like to do? Oh, I love writing horror is so fun. Just trying to get people's heartbeat going a little bit or freaked out. So I concentrate on feeling it's, they say horror is a lot like romance. It's all about the emotion. They're two sides of the same coin. So just trying to get the reader to feel something through what's going on, the shadows and the tension within each line or a noise over here. And that's, it's so fun. I don't know if I do it well, but it's fun to try. <laughs> it's very different than a horror movie because that's almost all visual with some sound. And the, me and my buddy talk about this a lot. The best horror movies use sound very effectively. The ones mm -hmm. that really only rely on visual, kind of mostly what they start getting is jumps scare after yeah. that's all they got but the ones that really get that atmosphere and the feeling and how to build that in visual along with good sound and things little things or whatever uh, create the most atmosphere books are different you don't have sound at all and just putting drip doesn't help a whole lot it really doesn't 
I, speaking of sound though, we just watched the new Hellraiser. Yeah. And I noticed that in the beginning of the movie, you've got this heartbeat sound while she's doing research. And I was like, oh, the sound in this is great. That's a good movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I liked it. I wouldn't say it's a revolutionary reboot or anything. I didn't know a whole lot of difference between that and the original stuff. Me and my son enjoyed it. I watched Halloween Ends last night, which I liked actually a lot better than I thought I would in that trilogy. I didn't like the middle one, but the end, the last one, put the middle one in a slightly different perspective for me. Oh, we're watching that tonight. So no spoilers. (laughs) send me an email let me know what you think all right i'll do that have you had any readers tell you when they're reading it that oh i couldn't put it down i had to keep going because it it just had them so on edge reading it yeah a lot of people said it was very fast-paced they read it like right through page turner they loved it just they loved the setting they love the title of the book. They said it's one of the best titles for a novel that they've seen in a really long time. Wow. Um, it just because I think when you're reading it, you'll see that the prisoners of Stuartville are not just the people in prison. There's a lot of different types of prisoners and prisons in life. And that comes through in the book. And that's part of your theme there, too. Did you have the theme when you started or did you kind of discover it as you wrote and adjusted your writing? I discovered it probably about four chapters in. I was like, okay, I think I see where this is going. I had my title ready and then it just went from there. And once you have that theme, it really carries the book forward for you as a writer, knowing, okay, I need to make these certain things happen because it's the theme of the book. This is what's going on with my character. I agree. I'm the same way. I know a lot of people say, oh, I outline everything and I come up with my theme so I can. And I'm like, man, I have now do that. Maybe I'm not good enough, (laughs) but maybe it's just my thinking and style. I got to kind of get the story before sometimes I even discover what the theme is. And and a lot of times I'll go back and adjust and change things. Exactly. Yeah. You can just write the first draft and then figure out what your theme is. And then go in and start dropping that theme in the rewrites and the final drafts. Absolutely. And it's really fun to do. <laughs> yeah, I've, I, for me, I've discovered that the editing process is much more where my writing and creative writing comes out. Mm-hmm. Whereas I have the story, I have the idea, I have the actions, but it's that editing where I can figure out what my theme is and interject that and then do the atmosphere, the thoughts, the the sounds, the feelings, the visual, add that in afterwards, definitely. I think that's the better place to add it in, but that's what works for me. Yeah. And I know they say, what's that? Like sometimes blue curtains are just blue curtains, but I think if you have your theme in mind, it does come out subconsciously. I had a reviewer say about a scene, oh, and the atmosphere they built right here and the theme was perfect. And I was like, oh, that was totally not on purpose. And I wish it had been. But I think when you've got that in the back of your mind, it does come out in the writing. Absolutely. I agree with you. Uh, Horror, especially romance. But it it fits in a lot. Thrillers. uh, I don't know if you've read Lee Child, Reacher books. Mm, I've seen the movies. Okay. 
The Amazon show is much better than the Tom yes. movies. So I was um, going to say that. I loved him as Reacher. That was yeah, perfect. He was absolutely perfect. And it's much closer to the book. But the books have a totally different feel than when, like, when I read a King book. Um, mm-hmm. One of King's better qualities, and I'm sure we could discuss all of his bad qualities, and there's a lot of people that think he's not as good a writer as he, he gets the money for. But one of his good qualities is really drawing you in and fleshing out the world and the characters. And you really feel for those characters. That's where he sets his mood. And then his themes come out through those bits by bit, sometimes a little too much. Um, mm-hmm. And that, But action and suspense thrillers like Reacher, I don't get that as much. Themes really don't get a whole lot of because they're all similar and atmosphere it's not as much it's more just the action itself you really got to look at your atmosphere for horror and like you said love and horror they're the same thing just opposites Mm -hmm. you got to have a good theme because that's what pulls people in just trying to do a slasher movie as a book is going to fall flat and unless you're getting something in more in there. Yeah. And I think it's hard. Like King can sometimes, there's his criticisms, but the thing with horror is it's the unknown that's scary and it's the mystery that it, that's exciting. And then once you get to the end of the book and you find out you know um, what the monster is or whatever it may be and the mystery's being solved, that horror feeling goes away feel a bit like a letdown it's very hard to once you know what something is oh it was a book fell it wasn't a ghost or whatever in real life what's gone that magic yeah so that it's difficult in horror very and like you said once you i think that's why the best horror movies don't focus and show the monster mm-hmm. even with sci or the the special effects and stuff that we got now when they focus on the monster and you see it in full light it loses a lot of that. The best ones, a good example is Cloverfield. You don't really mm. see bits and pieces of the monster. Yeah. Like werewolf movies where they like close up and you watch them transform. It never comes across as scary as uh, no. it could. I think other quote unquote tricks that the movies use make it better. Like the Disney Plus Werewolf by Night that just came out. They didn't show him transform. It was a shadow. Yeah, and I think that was that, a great show. It was very good. I love that one. And I think in books, I think King has discovered very much what gets people wanting to keep reading and like on the edge. Of, oh, man, he does fall flat a lot of times with the ending. of. I don't know if it's just how he describes it or whatever, but it seems like everything up to that point is superb. No, mm-hmm. like you said, the ending is kind of oh, that's all it was. Yeah, like, I was uh, a spider. <laughs> I, I was just thinking that too, uh, but mm-hmm. I was also thinking of the, the under the dome. I was like, what? It's I, okay. I get the big universe, other world thing, but it's aliens with a cup on the ants, and we're the ants. I'm like, it just oh I was, yeah. I, 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 I lost it. The premise of his books is always so great. Oh, okay. I read Dome and it the premise just seems so interesting. But yeah, the ending. 
Yeah. We don't have to go there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it sounds like people like what you did with yours, theme and atmosphere and that. Do you have any suggestions? Where did you learn to get a good theme and atmosphere? Are there any craft books, any learning videos, or any courses by particular other authors that helped you? Uh, one of my favorites, I'm still not going to say his name right, Chuck Palahniuk. Yeah. He wrote the 36 craft essays for writing, and it, it was so helpful. I loved, he talks about theme a little bit, bearing the eye, just it's rules that you wouldn't think of. It's not the standard rules. It's more out there. And it was really helpful. I read Stephen King on writing. I just look up articles. I'm always trying to learn more. I get stuck and I'm like, I need help. And I'm Googling writing advice all the time. Okay. All right. Good. Great. All right. I appreciate the chat and the talk, Shannon. It's been great. Yeah, I'm this glad was fun. horror writer on here. I don't get a whole lot of those. So that's fun for me. Before we go and close up the podcast, do you have any last minute advice for new writers? Just do it. Because I was... You should copyright that. You could use it. Oh, wait, I think somebody did. (laughs) I think that's a Nike. Yeah. (laughs) Go ahead. I'm sorry. But yeah, I didn't for the longest time. It just seemed so hard. I wanted to be a writer. And it seems like an impossible dream. And so I tried to do other stuff and I didn't do great at that stuff either. So I was like, if I'm not going to do great, I might as well not do great at writing. And I love doing it. And I actually didn't fail at that. I've got stuff out there now. So just do it. If you love writing, just go for it. It'll work out better than you think. I agree. I had another author tell me that I'm one of those people that jumps off the cliff and builds my wings on the way down. Yeah, I've embraced that and I love it. So yeah, that's great. Shannon, thank you again for chatting with me today about your book. And I will let you know when this goes live. I hope you had a great time. Oh, I did. It was, I was terrified, but it was great. I really enjoyed this. Have me on again when I get better and have had more practice answering questions. I like to have (laughs) people on a second time after they've got another book or two out and see how things are going and how it's changed. Perfect. Uh, do love the fact that the horror writer was scared (laughs) yeah that's part of the job (laughs) all right great thanks shannon thank you hi if you enjoyed this episode of discovered wordsmiths please support the author go to their website go to amazon look them up get the book and if you click on the link that i have in the show notes you'll also help support the podcast so i can keep the hosting and all the software i use and Uh, keep it running for to help more authors. When I am recording this, we've got over a hundred episodes, lots of authors go to the website, discoveredwordsmiths.com. Check it out. There's a lot of great authors, probably in some genre that you love. See what they have. Check out their books. That's what the point of the podcast is for. So people can discover new authors, find some new books they love, support the authors so they can continue writing. So please support them. And if you do like the podcast, if you've been thinking of podcasting or you're a writer, I've got some links also at the website. Click on those if you're interested in any of the software or services that I talk about. Everything that I have there is something I use. So I've got an affiliate link. Again, it's a little bit, if everyone clicked on those, if they were going to get it anyway, it helps keep the podcast going. So let's all help each other out 
discover more authors to read. Thank you for listening to Discovered Wordsmiths. Come back next week and listen to another author discuss the road they've traveled and maybe sometime in the near future, it might be you.